welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me as always is Trevor Scott. Hello. Hello. Uh, I don't I don't know if we've got any little preamble this week. I think maybe we'll just jump right into click pitch. I bought a switch. <laughs> ah, nobody cares about that. So click pitch. <laughs> you can talk you can talk a little bit about it if you like. No. Nah, how many fine. of the how many of the games have you swallowed so far? Because you just um, can't get enough of that bitter, bitter taste. Uh, hasn't even gone near my mouth. <laughs> oh, I don't believe you. You definitely licked that thing. All right. Click pitch. <laughs> this is a game where each of us have a random word generator in front of us. And on the count of three to one click, we will each get a new word. We will say them out loud. And we will put them into our brains. And then we'll spit them out our mouths as a game design. So let's do it. So if you want to click, you go first. Okay. <laughs> River. Gun. Hmm. Gun River. Gun River. River of guns? No, that's a bit weird. Uh, a river with a gun? Like an anthropomorphic river? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Um, how about yep. um, you're travelling down the Amazon? Have you- Wait, just to interrupt you and yeah. probably completely destroy your idea. Have you noticed that we sort of have a little bit of a cadence to our ideas where I just throw out stupid ideas and then you actually come up with a good one that we build off of? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just wanted to sort of lampshade that and move on. So, you're going along the Amazon. You're going along the Amazon mm-hmm. and- all you've got to protect yourself is a revolver with six bullets. Okay. Game. <laughs> game. That's the game. That's not going to be a very long game. Because well, the I'm- seventh alligator or whatever. Yeah, but what I'm thinking is if you come across, like, you, you've got, you know, your bullet economy that you've really got to, you've got to choose those opportune times to actually okay. fire the gun. So, when are you going to run across uh, um, additional bullets? When you Who says just- that that's, that's going to happen? <laughs> right. So, so, it's just rash- rationing out those bullets. So, it may actually be, you know, um, I'm sort of thinking, because I've been playing a little bit of uh, The Flame and the Flood. Um, yeah. That is kind of similar to that. And all you've got is, like, your, your six bullets. And, you know, you can you can maybe threaten people. Um, so, okay. so you come across a village and you you threaten them with with your gun, but you don't actually shoot. You know, it's it's all about you know how right. So you could kind of build the narrative around those six bullets. Yes, actually, that could be kind of cool if you if it's because there are there are different ways you could go about this. You could make it more of yeah, like a survival sort of thing where. It's it's made clear early on that you're not going to find any more bullets, and so to get through any part of the part of the game, like any challenge, yeah, the easy way might be just to shoot someone, but obviously you're gonna that's always going to be your last resort. Yeah, uh, but still have it be sort of systems based, where if you run out of bullets, you know, if you shoot. The first six people you come across, it's fine. You can get through the rest of the game, but it's it might be a lot harder. Yeah. Or you could take it down a narrative path 
where it's like a six act story, and, and each each, each, each act-, act ends when you fire a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's predefined points, but you as the player playing through the first time don't necessarily know when that's going to be or what's going to come up. That's you just know that throughout the course of this game, it's you'll obviously realize fairly quickly after the first bullet, probably. Yeah. And 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 based on what the story's been up to that point, that that you were going to fire six bullets in this in this game, and I feel like that could actually be really interesting because the build up to that sixth fucking bullet will be awesome. Like you could you could make that really evocative and just like emotional. That final bullet, you either end up having to like when you eat it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. I feel like it's. I feel like it's a cop out to just have it that you like suicide, but maybe, yeah, or maybe you have to end up shooting someone that you love or something. Or it could even oh, be like no, a- no. I, I thought when I said eat it, I mean you literally eat it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were being figurative. <laughs> right? You mean you just have to swallow that bullet? <laughs> Why? Oh, I don't know. Um- <laughs> Uh, it turns out that uh, no lead um, is going to be the thing to save you save your life. <laughs> <laughs> no, it actually is you committing suicide because you're going to give yourself lead poisoning, but it's just in a much nicer, less gory way. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Did you? We could we could explore either of those options a bit more, or we can play again. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I am liking this. This. Six act structure, yeah. I, I think there can be, especially in that final act, there can be a lot of a lot of different um, points that you know the juice X uh, machina sort of parts that that you you well, think, you that you think get, you, yeah you're yeah, going to be go. using, it, and then something comes in to save the day, and it's like oh, yeah. oh okay, and <laughs> it continues on and keeps building and building. And yeah, building. absolutely. Like that's the thing, and particularly by the time you get to like the third or fourth bullet. You can be doing a bit more of that sort of thing. You're playing with the player a little bit and, and bringing up these moments where they think they're going to have to use that bullet, but then something happens. But then oh, you, by the you time you get like. to the sixth, that's going to be a lot more powerful if you do it right. Yeah. I'm liking, I'm liking the idea of you going down the Amazon and at the start of each act, it's sort of like your character's reading from his journal and, okay. and saying, you know, it's it's day day three, you know, traveling down this thing or down the river, um, I came across, and then you you talk about the things that he came across in the in the previous acts, sort of like a previously on, but you know, mm, d- mm. done in some sort of poignant, uh, you know, he's he's writing writing his journal journal for his kids to to finally be able to read, yeah, um, in the future. Uh, I like the idea of it being in maybe the 1930s or something like that. I like period pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with revolvers, because nowadays they just have like a 9 millimeter or something like that. Of course, yeah, that makes more sense. Um, Yeah, I like the idea that you've got this journal and like the journal after Act 3, there's blood splatters all over it because um, at the end of Act 3, the bullet that gets used is someone actually manages to get the gun off you and shoots you in the arm or something. Oh, and then you can maybe have some delirium set- setting in that that can maybe be part of the next the next part of the story. Oh, and actually, that could be interesting because you could have like a dream sequence 
where mm. you get to fire the gun a bunch of times, <laughs> but it actually <laughs> isn't you using up that fourth bullet. <laughs> oh, there's, um, there's- or, or it could just be a dream sequence where you do end up firing the gun and the player thinks, oh, shit, like I've just used up that bullet or the last three bullets or something before they find out it's a, it's a dream sequence. Um, so, what sort of raft do you think they'll be on? <laughs> That's where you go. Um, I don't know. What is the best practice raft for, for rafting down the Amazon in the 1930s? I'm just wondering if, you know, he had to, like, it's initially just a log <laughs> that he's sort of- Like a single sort of log that he to. wakes up on with a gun. And no memory of how he got there. <laughs> He's just like uh, wakes up on this log with a with a gun with six bullets in it, and that's yep. all you know. And his journal, and so you get a little bit of backstory from the journal. But I do like the idea then that also as you go through the game, the raft gets like better, and you build it up more. Yeah, you like find another log, so you string it together with some vines, and then yeah. you got two it's, logs going down the. Yeah, so you're a lot more stable, and I like the idea that you could come across like a um, snakes. And alligators and piranhas and um, anacondas, maybe even, maybe even cannibals or something like that. But oh yeah, careful what, there, be, though. what would actually <laughs> be cool is if the cannibals are actually in his mind. Right, that's part okay. of the delirium, so that it doesn't actually exist. So it's his own racist thoughts about <laughs> yeah, pretty much the, the native Amazonians. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You, yeah, I, I like that a lot. What sort of other characters are we going to run? Like, what what are the sort of story beats? I mean, we've done some of the story beats, but um, what's his goal? What's the end? What, how does that go? How did he get there? Do we find that out? Um, Is- yeah, I, th- I think you can actually um, do some flashbacky sort of things. Mm. And are we thinking, like, what sort of gameplay are you thinking? Like, third person kind of- Slow-paced, action-y. Um, third-person slow-paced or first-person slow-paced. Sort of okay. like a... What's it called? Not quite a dearest, though. I'm trying to think of um, the Firewatch. Okay. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could... That could definitely be powerful from the first person. Particularly if you do have a button to just, like, draw your gun. <laughs> at any time. Uh, because... Yeah, it's going to become, and you know, and but in a way that if you're in a room with other people, like they'll react to it and stuff. Like it's not just like a shooter where you just can have your gun out. Yeah. But but because we're making this gun sort of the centerpiece of the story. Yeah, I think the ability. It's basically um, it's basically one of your verbs. <laughs> it's Threatened. like point point gun. Yeah. Point gun, shoot gun. Those are two two of your verbs that you use occasionally. Uh, I'm thinking Act 3 or 5 will have, like, a white water section. Okay, yeah. And that's a bit more action-y? Like, are you actually having to... you actually having to sort of steer a little bit, but... Yeah. Um, Maybe, like, throw ropes at things to kind of give yourself a bit of time until they snap and you go further down, and like, to repair part of your raft or... Steer but, yourself a certain but way. unlike a certain section in a certain Space Quest video game where the second that you die in this- The certain, second that you hit rocks in this- in this section, <laughs> it, sk- it skips onto the next part, but, um, 
sort of like, you know, you, you almost drown and you end up washed up on shore or something like that. So you don't, you don't right. miss necessarily any story, but, um, there are certain, maybe that, maybe if you make it through, there's a certain, you find out a bit more backstory, like there's find a, out a, a little bit more backstory or you've, or you've got a camp that you can sort of pull off to the side. Right. And of course there's an achievement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that as, I like that as, um, act five because for one, your raft is going to be fairly solid by then. Uh, two, we've already decided that he's going to be shot in the arm, so it's going to be a little bit harder at this stage. Well, no, I think we said that's going to happen in the end of three. Yeah, and this is five, so he's already shot in the arm. Oh, sorry, you were saying... I thought you were saying two is in act two. He's going to be... No, you no, meant no. Point two. two. Point yes. two. Yes. Yeah, he's he's bandaged up his arm, but it's... Yeah, he he's definitely can't use it as well. Um, and, I, yeah, I like the idea of part of this sort of arcade sequence being that yeah, you need to, like, lasso um, a rock with a rope so you can have a few moments to repair part of your raft. Uh, well, and maybe, actually, maybe the reward through to, to getting through is just that your raft is left intact. Um, yeah. And so it's not actually a necessary part of Act 6 because you do wash up near this camp or whatever or pull over to this camp if you make it through, and then that's where Act, I think Act 6 continues on land the whole time, basically. Yeah. Or on someone else's boat or something. But yeah, there's like a, there's a, the good ending is if you've, um, saved your raft and you get to float off down the sunset, into the sunset down the, down the, uh, river on, on your actual raft. Cool. Well, I really like this game. Let's That's cool. Again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Three to one click. Who would have thought we could make an amazing narrative action game from the word gun? In uh, in video games, where gun usually just means shoot everything. Yeah, and that's what I was trying to get away from. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So the river of guns probably was the wrong direction. All right, what's your word? End. End. Yes. My word is none. Not n u n n o n e. Okay. It's the never-ending story because there's there's no end. The nothing. <laughs> it's nothing. It's nothing's coming. Um, uh, the game just crashes. It's like when you look into it. It's not like there's nothing there. It's like you you're going blind. It's like there's no game there. Your computer goes blind to the game and cra- I don't know where I'm going with that. End and none. Have you got something silly to to throw out so I can <laughs> throw out even, something else? I don't even have anything silly to throw out. I think that's okay. like again. That's oh no, no you've got something. No. Oh, you um, do have something. All right. Okay, so I've recently rewatched Memento, and the idea of of starting at the end. That's that's the one about um, the merman with the toe, who that gets chopped off, and he has to go on an adventure. To find it. <coughs> Mermento? No. Oh. Oh, oh. Yeah. Guy Pierce. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, um, the idea of not, we won't take like the story of Memento, but the idea of having it from starting at the very end and yep. realizing that there's nothing really that can be done about it. It's sort of like a, um, maybe it's a, a roguelike. So there is no end. 
Okay. But it starts at, but you know, a- starts at the- A roguelike that starts at the end of the game. Yep. That is interesting and maybe impossible, but let's talk about it. <laughs> um, the idea being that you've got to try and get back to the start of where the game was by- Yeah. So, let's deconstruct roguelikes a little bit, because a big part of that, obviously, is playing basically the same game over and over, generally with procedural levels, Uh, but the fun of it comes from learning the systems and basically unlocking or making available new tools for each run-through, or improving your characters in some way. What you have at the start is everything. Yep, the most powerful character with everything unlocked. So, the idea is that this is in a backwards world in which you've got X number of jewels and all this sort of stuff. You Mm. have to go back through each of the levels and drop the treasure back off. (laughs) Okay. And again, these are like procedurally generated levels. Is there still permadeath? Because that's a big part of a lot of roguelikes, as in- your character dies, your progress is saved. Is that sort of how it goes? Well, yes. It just means that, um, you know, where your character <laughs> picked up all the stuff was from um, from right at the start was where it all dropped. So, if you die right. in the first so- level and you got a million dollars worth of stuff, the next adventurer who would have come along literally just picked up a million dollars in that, in that one spot. Right, they have all the stuff. <laughs> well, I was thinking maybe- you work for some shadowy organization who, like, their their goal for whatever it is- Or maybe they've just been taken over by someone who's a lot more um, kind and they want to put back all the stuff that this organization stole. And so, they do have all these powerful gems and tools that their, their follower, like, their employees mm-hmm. get to make use of, but their goal is to put them all back- And so, as they do so, even if that employee dies, the next employee has less starting gear to, like, choose from or or utilise through the game. So, I'm wondering if your character is also a necromancer. Um, So, you can actually bring back to life the dead dead monsters and stuff throughout each level. Are you thinking this is like in the true rogue sense where you're just going through dungeons and stuff or? Yeah, you're going through dungeons and, you know, you've got X number of treasure that you got to put back in the treasure chest. And then, you, yep. you know, behind this secret panel, you got to put the treasure back in there and close up the secret panel and like. <laughs> right. And so, you, and so you actually. Unkill ha- the monsters. You have to bring the monsters back to life and then not be killed by them. Yep. Using the powers that you have. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like that a lot because obviously then the games are going to get more and more challenging as you get, as you put back more and more of this stuff and you have less and less things. And like yep. the end game is is defeating, is getting through the base dungeon with nothing left. <laughs> Pretty Just much. literally in your underwear. <laughs> 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 that's That's actually really interesting. That's really funny. Uh, yeah, what else What else can we do there? So, so are you having to start- Like, if you die in true rogue fashion, are you- An interesting rogue itself 
I th- believe, was actually much less of a roguelike in that it was permadeath and every time you do actually start from scratch. Yeah. Nothing carries over, I believe. It's yep. been a long time since I've played it. But are you thinking that if, when you die, do you have to go through- Do you then have to, like, fight your way somehow through those t- early dungeon levels again where stuff has already been put back? Obviously not- killing the monsters or if you do then the next person through has to reanimate them again <laughs> <laughs> I, I think once you've finished a level like you've been able to drop the treasure off and if you didn't get out then maybe what you've got to do is the next person has to go back in there and retrieve your body that's one of the maybe one of the what it that has maybe to be done. okay maybe what it is so if you die like 15 times on one level You've got to go back in there 15 times and pick up all the bodies so that it doesn't look like other people have gone through this thing before. <laughs> so, I, I like the idea, like I mentioned, you, you're a previously evil organization who had just completely ransacked these dungeons, stolen everything from them, killed all the monsters, left them bare. But now we're in like a new modern era and we've realized that these dungeons play an important part in the ecology of the world. <laughs> and so the company has been taken over and yeah, their goal now is to basically they've got a, a, a dungeon a dungeon <laughs> restoration project where they're sending people down to put all the treasure back and to reanimate all the monsters. And so yeah, your actual end goal is Look, if you need to kill some monsters to get down to those deeper levels to put some more important stuff back, all right, that's fine. But you, your mission isn't complete until your next employee comes through and reanimates those specific monsters again <laughs> without getting <laughs> killed, maybe. Um, but yeah, on the on the body thing, what I what I like maybe is that you can only take a few treasures or a few items on each run. Yeah, you can't take all of it back and go. Yeah, like, that's done. That's it. You can't. You can't do it all in one run. Um, you can take like, all right, I'm going to take, you know, this amount of treasure and these many power gems and these weapons. And as you go through the first three dungeons, you like drop that off here, drop that off here, reanimate these monsters, blah blah blah. Up, oh, got killed on the you know fourth dungeon down, fourth level down. Next employee comes along. They can grab a bunch of stuff too. They gear up as well. But obviously, what happens is you've got less range to choose from each each subsequent time to gear your person up so you're using it up as you go yeah uh and so you can be greedy you can say all right i'm going to take like 10 magical items and i'm because i'm going to be able to use them all as i go and i'm going to just blast my way through this and and get through it really well but if you then die on this on the 15th floor and you haven't put half of that back that's now not available to anybody unless they can fight their way down to the 15th floor <laughs> with all the monsters that you've reanimated on the way and less, yep. and less tools available to them to do so. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, that's got some really cool mechanics in there. I like yep. that a lot. That's, that's really fun. Are, are you thinking, like, what sort of graphical style, perspective... Uh, like, are we are we literally doing fucking ASCII art? <laughs> um, I would actually kind of like to see really, really um, amazing graphics at the start and 
which is like the end and the less stuff that you actually um the stuff that you sort of put down into the um <laughs> as you go like right. the power gems like de- degrade um, your degrade degrade the graphics so that you drop down uh, that's from a bit- like that's a that's a bit gimmicky, but I guess I can kind of see how it fits in. Do so you know, that you know that when you get to text adventure, you know you've got pretty <laughs> close to the end. Nearly put it all back. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that would add a lot of challenge, even just in the development process. And I know we don't usually care about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I was almost thinking. I know. I I I kind of think crawl. Or, you know, so not not a side-on spelunky or... No, or, no, um, I, think a, I think a, sort of like... View, no, 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 I think a sort of a third-person isometric-ish sort of thing. I guess I was thinking something a bit more 3D, maybe even a bit um, Diablo 3-like, but... Yep. Uh, or, or, or one of those other types of... Um, well, and that sort of, that makes sense for that sort of game in a way. Because you've got your inventory and... I'm looking forward to the mission where you've got to um, use your um, your regeneration gun to bring back a boss. So, but you've got to give him full, as, as much health as you sort of can. So, <laughs> you, you're sort of, you're having to use it and get away from all of his, all of his attacks so you yep. don't die there. <laughs> yeah. So, there's a lot so of... There'd almost, still- there'd almost be a real um, bullet hell uh, aspect to it as well because... Yeah. It's not about killing the monsters. It's about bringing them back and then being able to dodge their attacks as you get away. Yeah. So, it, it's some strategic ideas on, you know, how to put this treasure back. Meanwhile, trying to get as many of these monsters back up and back up and running so that the next people through can actually have a challenge. Yeah, well, that's it too. And, and it can also be like, well, I know that I gave... This boss, a a triple fire crossbow that um, that turns things to ice. So if I'm going to try to get down there, I need to load up my next guy with you know fire shields and this and that. You know, uh, and and again that gets harder and harder as you've got less and less to choose from. Yeah, but uh, yeah, some real strategy there around around which boss you give which weapons and stuff. Yep, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Three to right. one click. Yep. Clean. Remembering. So, it's a game of flashbacks where you play someone who was a janitor remembering their best cleaning moments. Do you remember the time (laughs) that I shined that vase so well (laughs) that it just gleamed my face right back at me? That was special. For some reason, I've, I've basically, my head has gone to, okay, remembering is actually the opposite of dismembering. <laughs> we just did that game. So I you have to like why, cleanly sew people's limbs back on. <laughs> so it's like Surgeon Simulator. Um, except yeah, but you- instead of... <laughs> Instead of scalpels, you've got needle and thread. <laughs> and it's in VR. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, it's, it, maybe, it, maybe it's a game 
we're in a really messy house and you're trying to find things by remembering where they were when the house was clean. And so um, you're sort of having to reveal parts of the house and what it looked like before it was piled high with newspapers and garbage and, and cat shit. Okay, so what if it was a narrative game mm-hmm. in which you work with people trying to um, clean up some of their memories so that they can remember. Okay. Remember things. So it's sort of like a, um, sort of like a, cause sort of like with a psychologist sort of, sort of set up. Someone sitting down having a chat with this person and you have some sort of te- uh, technique or something in which you can, you can enter their memories or something like that and help clean Maybe it up. Maybe so a bit of eternal sunshine of the spotless mind or something. Yeah, something like similar to that. Try to take out specific memories or trying to remember specific things that they can't anymore because of yeah, so, trauma so or... Yeah. You can go in and you can sort of erase different parts of their memories so that the things that they want to remember become more clear. Okay. So effectively, you're is cleaning this, up their memory. Uh, is this our pitch for Psychonauts 3? Yeah, I never played Psychonauts. Psychonauts oh, one, so what? <laughs> you kidding me? It's a classic. Psychonauts two is coming out soon, uh, which is why I didn't say Psychonauts two because they're nearly done with it. I don't want them to start fresh with our amazing idea. Um, so what do you think? I can't about believe that you have played Psychonauts. Psycho- anyway, uh, I own it on on Steam. I just haven't played. Of it. Of course, <laughs> it's been free like a million times. Uh, I think they might. I think they might end up doing a remaster. So just wait for that. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so yeah, I do like that. What what's the gameplay like? Is this um, a very narrative thing where you sort of you have a set number of patients who come thing. in and and maybe there's some crossover between them. They have relationships together, and you have made decisions to take away certain memories yep. of each other, and then later on you kind of figure realize the repercussions of that. So I like this to be in VR. Um, just the idea of yeah. actually being able to move through a cluttered memory that you have to sort of like pick and choose bits and pieces to actually eradicate. So you're so actually you like can, literally picking bits up and. And you can trash them or you can like. So use there's a bit of. Certain uh, tools that you've got to sort of clean it up. There's a bit of Pixar's Inside Out in there where you're like picking up a memory and, and looking at it and you can like. Slide it back and forth to to go backwards and forwards to play the memory. Yeah, and then you can throw it in the memory in the like the dis- destruct memory destructo ray, or you can put it, put it back into place. Maybe you even have to reorder some of them. Maybe that could be a way that things happen. Maybe you like make them remember things in different orders, so it in a different order, so it uh, yeah. is is a more pleasant experience for them. Yeah, I I, I can see it as sort of. A narrative exp- experience that, you know, it it could be just this society has this government sponsored government sponsored mm. um, program to to help to make cle- well, clean your clean your memory and and make make all your help, memories seem a little bit more help, sanitized. Help <laughs> help in quotation marks because I think what you find out is. And and as the practitioner of this, you start to get ethical, you know, start to feel ethically um, bad about. Well, <laughs> I, a I better think, word there. 
I think uh, the start could actually just be, you know, you sort of cleaning up um, an old grandpa's sort of memory of, of, you know, he wanted to remember his sweetheart from when he was young and all yeah, this sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course. And you're like and cleaning, then- you're cleaning away all the random memories of, you know, that one football game. Because he's he's got very specific things that he wants to remember, and his mind is degraded to the point that he doesn't have many memories, yep. or like the capacity for many memories left. Yeah, yeah. But I think what I think what's going to happen is as you go along, you realize that people are starting to use this to like they come out happier, but you're altering their recollection of events so much that it's affecting other people in their life. Well, and- I'm I'm about to throw all that on its head. Um, okay. The government comes to you and said, we, we love what you're doing. We'd love okay. you to come see this patient. And you go see this patient right. and he's, he's like the world's worst serial killer. And okay. basically now you're, you've been tasked by the government to, to basically re-educate him in, in the, right, the right things to do. I, and so you're okay. cleaning, up, cleaning up literally crime scenes and that sort of stuff in his mind. All right, I, I do like that, but I don't. I feel like that shouldn't be actually like the sort of main gist of the the game. It doesn't have to be the main gist. It's like that's one of the things that that happens in the middle of it, and maybe well, that's where he starts realizing that you know making making these changes just. I I do like that. I like the idea though of it com- of it coming along a bit more subtly. Like I, I I'd like to go back to that idea of the government is. The government's subsidizing this treatment, right? Because, mm-hmm. and, and to, to most people, it's like, oh my God, like the government's finally doing something right. They want their people to be happy. Except as you go along, you sort of start realizing, wait, I'm taking memories out of these people's heads. That's important. And, and basically you're just subduing the populace, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but also part of that could be, there could be a thread where you see the things in these victims' memories. That this person has done, and they're some oh, of the things you're taking out, but you notice you start to notice it's the same person every time, uh, who's who's sort of like appearing in the memories and and well, you I, know, I, he's I, just in the background or something like that. No, well, maybe or he's done something to these people, and you're basically uncovering this government conspiracy in some way uh, about like silent, not assassins as such because they wouldn't still be living, but. Um, you know, someone who's who's come and or maybe killed someone else. Maybe they are assassins, but you're you're looking after the the people who are left behind, or the people that people you actually <laughs> the people that you're actually looking after are witnesses. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that too, and so that's why they're being sent to you. And, and so government you st- corruption, they're they're basically yes. they're trying to cover this up. Yes. Okay, that's yes. cool. Like, and like then that. eventually, maybe you do get brought in and actually have to work on this person. Who, who, who themselves is this messed up serial killer slash assassin that the government has co-opted for their own desires and and, and yep. needs, and yeah. and they want you to clean it up so it's only it's only the murder in there, so he becomes even more ruthless. <laughs> oh, actually, that's kind of cool. You have to start doing the opposite of what you were doing before, and only leave behind the ruthlessness and the murderousness. Oh God. <laughs> And you have to make some choices about well, what you- then, and and then you've got the branching storylines of do you do you you know go down sort of like a, a similar thing that we had in in one of the Kuruda songs in which you know 
<laughs> does this person actually you know start going down a, a darker path and 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 yeah. manipulating for for his own for, for his their own, own gain yeah. or do sort of do the right thing and instead of leaving only the bad memories you leave only the good memories and if you want to hear more check out hypnotica <laughs> on <laughs> Kuridas first and only Kuridas on <laughs> I know. I, I kind of like that. I really that's, like that idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got some really cool stuff. Sweet. Let's click again. You do realize I'm winning at the moment. <laughs> what do you mean you're winning? Three ideas to none. <laughs> hey, I have contributed some pretty good stuff to these ideas. <laughs> you have. <laughs> also, at least one word to each of them. <laughs> No, there's been some uh, been some good stuff in there. Like it's a yeah. collaborative effort. Yes, you look. Like I said, there is a pattern to this, and you do often throw out the the at least the seed of the initial idea that we run with. Yeah, I will certainly give you that. Yep. Okay, let's see what we do with this one. Three to one click. Yeah. Today. Click. <laughs> but. Um. C-L-I-Q-U-E. All right, so some sort of social dynamics. Um, I mean, my mind goes to high school because that's the most clicky place, but it could be, you know, like a workplace maybe. Uh, Maybe it's on the Today Show. (laughs) (laughs) God. Uh, uh, maybe no, it's I'm that not like that one. <laughs> maybe not it's touching it at all. Maybe it's that like classic scene from all those high school colonies where you're you're the new kid in school, and the quirky, you know, outcast who's not part of any of the groups walks you through the the, the lunchroom and points out all the different cliques to you. But yes. they're procedurally generated. <laughs> okay, procedurally so- generated high school cliques. I'm I'm really liking this idea of the of the high school cliques. Yeah, I think it's kind of like the Sims in the in the sort of way that it actually looks is presented. So okay, it's presented, um, but you've only got control of your one character. But yep. you know, if you if you want to, you know, be part of these cliques, then you've got to sort of start conforming. Or you know, if you want to if you want to join the the goth kids, then <laughs> that that are talking about not conforming yet you've got to sort of conform to their standards. Conform to their non-conforming <laughs> yeah, standards. Yeah, okay. So there's a bit of like you get to buy and wear different clothes to, to try to fit into a particular clique. Um, mm-hmm. Learn particular skills perhaps. Learn particular vocabulary. <laughs> right, right. And so is your character at the beginning sort of how malleable are they? Like, what are their limitations? Is it just that when they get there, and maybe they're procedurally generated too, there's just some clicks they're not going to fit into. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but you could still try. So, I think your character comes randomly rolled. So, it basically, here is what at your previous school you used to be into. Right. Like cheerleader or jock or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're all on a continuum, I think. It's not just binary... Do you know what I mean? Like you were you were thirty percent jock and twenty seven percent geek, and 
whatever. <laughs> and surprisingly, only one percent goth. <laughs> only one percent goth. You just you uh, you painted one toenail every day black, but then quickly wiped it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it, because you can actually... You know, <laughs> that was enough. That's all you could handle. <laughs> you listen to three seconds of Nine Inch Nails. And one second of My Chemical Romance. <laughs> yeah. Phew, that's my goth for the day. <laughs> now I'm off um, to play football while okay. calculating trajectories in with calculus. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I said that was mm. 27% geek. Uh, right. So, I still do like the idea of procedurally generated clicks. Like, it's not necessarily the standard ones. You've got sort of a yep. lot of the standard attributes of high school students, but it remixes them in all sorts of different ways and then comes up with appropriate names for them uh, in the in the hilarious ways that procedural procedurally generated algorithms can, can only do. Oh, I... I- <laughs> I don't know why, but my my mind just went to um, like talking about all different doctor groups, like dermatologists and podiatrists, and all all these sort of things. And I started Is it just med picturing it, it's it's basically yeah, it's it's a med school, and the click is like here here are your pediatricians, here are your surgeons, here are your <laughs> maybe that's a sequel. <laughs> Once you're out of high school. No, because I like the idea that you procedurally generate these clicks where basically you've got things like colours that they like to dress in, clothing styles, interests, of which there can be a wide variety, uh, sort of levels of socialisation or something, levels of popularity, and it randomises all this so that you find the group of people who, like, their thing is wearing... Uh, yellow with pink stripes, berets, uh, and they're really into uh, painting plaster figurines. Uh, and they're but they're the <laughs> but they're the most popular clique in school. And like we call that we all call them um, the uh, the the yellow jackets, <laughs> <laughs> right? And so that's about as random as you can literally exactly. Go. And so, through playing the game, you have to decide, all right, well, they're the most popular. I'm going to try to get in with them. Uh, And you have to suss out, like, what those- You don't just necessarily know that off the bat. Yeah. You have to suss out what they're into and try to, you know- And and you, in the meantime, will actually create some real relationships and stuff between the, again, procedurally generated characters. uh, Where you can, you know, maybe you can get an in because- um, you actually knew one of the Yellow Jackets in second grade, and so like that gives you a bonus to to being accepted or something because they can okay. vouch for you. I feel like, yeah, I feel like <laughs> I just really like procedural generation. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> this actually would. Uh, I'm I'm thinking about this now. This would really fit in well with the just overall general school simulator that I started on like four years ago. Uh, yep. Which was a top-down isometric thing, and I had all these things where I was going to determine, like, people's interest in each other with these, like, overlapping graphs to determine how interested they would be in each other based on their sexuality and what they, like, what they identify as and 
uh, and just how attractive the person is and all these different things and to create these cool relationship maps and stuff. And I never got to do it. So anyway, that's kind of scratched that itch. So thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Three to one click. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Incurring. Multiple. This happened to me. I incurred multiples. I had twins. Yeah. Uh, synonyms suffer. <laughs> yeah, I suffered. I suffer from twins. <laughs> it's an affliction. Sorry, girls, if you're listening to this. Many, many, many years later, because really, at like well, because they're two, two, years old, two they and a half. They should no, not be I, listening to this. No, Fuck they no. probably shouldn't be. <laughs> incurring multiple. Uh, I don't know. What are they? What? What is someone incurring multiple of? Incurring multiple lacerations. <laughs> uh, yeah. From what? Cat of nine tails. <laughs> or nine cats of one tail. <laughs> Which would be worse. <laughs> One cat with nine tails or nine cats with one tail? You tell me. Uh, Yeah, okay. That that sounds like a fun game, incurring multiple lacerations. I want to play that. (laughs) What's the game? Yeah, I kind of (laughs) don't. I've got no idea. No, let's click again. Yeah, 31 click. Chain. Orientation. Okay. Maybe uh, maybe you're a ghost in training and you have to learn skills like rattling your chains, mm-hmm. making scary sounds, moving things without being seen, all <laughs> the classic ghost stuff, writing in blood on the walls or backwards in a mirror, writing backwards in blood on a mirror. Like, that's challenging. Okay. Is it VR? Yes. <laughs> I was about to say yes. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but I like the idea that in VR, because actually that will work well for, for VR, because so much of the time in VR, just because of the realities of you, there's no haptic feedback and stuff, your hands just go through things. They just have to clip through stuff constantly. I don't know why this hasn't been done before. In this game, it makes perfect sense. It does. So, yeah, I, I kind of like that, that you start off as a baby ghost, <laughs> as in a new, newly ghosted ghost. And so, uh, so yeah. or, or as, 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 you know, older ghosts will call you, you're a youngin. <laughs> a youngin? Yeah. Yeah. I, li- I like the idea that you're like, you're 90 something, but you're a youngin. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, of course. You know, they're all 700 years old. And they mean, okay, so this place my forever. question is mm-hmm. your character. Yes. Are they haunting, like, the family that they, that, uh, you know, their, well, their own look, family? But, it's a, but it's when a, they became a ghost, they actually lose their memory. So, they're, okay, they're so actually could, haunting uh, their loved ones that they don't even remember. They don't even or, remember it. All right. Well, look, first they have to get through orientation or they're not going to be haunting anyone. Yeah. Because they're not going to be good enough and they're going to go back into the back room, and they're just going to be an analyst to analyze who to haunt next. You've got to get through, you've got to get top marks on the orientation to become, you know, one of the star haunters. 
So, yeah, I think there are a number of skills. Uh, and look, of course, the game is actually haunting. So, the orientation is basically a tutorial. But yep. in the lore of this particular ghost world, haunting is run like a business. It's a bit of like, I guess there's a bit of Monsters, Inc. in there with the scare floor and stuff, but it's it's a bit different. It's, it's you know, more traditional hauntings. And uh, yep. instead of going through a door, you get shot out of a ghost cannon from heaven <laughs> down to, you, you know, they have to wait for okay. the right time because, like, the earth. So, what does heaven earth. look like? Uh, well, you, it, um, do you know, like, uh, a mall? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a mall, but everything's a little like less saturated in color and uh, see through. A little bit more white. Yeah. Um. So they get shot out of a ghost cannon, but but like, is there a container that they're in or? Uh, no. They kind of liquefy a bit on the way down, and then they have to reform pretty quickly. That's actually one of the skills: is how fast you can reform after being shot out of a cannon. Uh, <laughs> the current record is three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look, these are these are like you're an embedded haunter. Like this is these are long term. Like say goodbye to your wife and kids for six months because you've got a job to do. You're being deployed. Uh, no, I, I actually really like this. I like the idea of creating a whole backstory around hauntings with these systems in place and stuff. Uh, and so I don't know the actual hauntings. And, yeah, I think it does build up to you haunting your own family and, and bringing back those memories in some way and realising that that's the case. Um, may- maybe it's one of these things that um, normally you're not supposed to be put near your own family, but as you are maybe um, you were a special special case because you were actually like a John Doe or something like that, and so they weren't able to... D- to determine who your family actually was. Okay, so you kind of become this lone wolf haunter until you yep. discover who your until family you was. Happen upon you, your family and start getting memories back on a, on a routine haunting. Yeah, yeah. There, there's like rules up in heaven that you don't haunt your own your own family. Because <laughs> right, because it's too the much emotional. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so is it still that nobody remembers? But well. But well, it's, it's the higher-ups that have put that rule in place that you don't haunt your own family because it can bring back those strong emotional ties and those memories and they want their ghosts to stay yeah. amnesiacs because well, they make the best haunters. So, I'm picturing that the only way that anyone knows who you are in this in this world, like in, this, in heaven, is actually mm-hmm. your death certificate. Okay. So, his death certificate was, was signed John Doe because they didn't know who he was. He was just an yeah. unknown- Unknown yep. man yep. or woman, whichever one. Yeah. Um, John or Jane Doe. And yep. then, so, because, because you know, you're the first John or Jane Doe in Heaven 21B. Um, <laughs> right. They don't you, know. They, you know, they've never had to deal with it before. And, yep. you know, so, so or, they just, you know, we don't get too many John Doe's around here or Jane Doe's. Yeah. Um, so, they just, like... They know generally where you died, so they try to keep you away from there, except, like, as yep. you find out, it turns out you're on a trip. Yeah. Which is also why they couldn't identify you. And so, yeah, you do, you kind of manage to narrow down, and maybe you have to eventually 
because uh, I like the idea that there are segments where you're up in heaven and, you know, walking around the offices of this mall. And, you know, <laughs> uh, walking around. <laughs> the walking, offices of this mall. <laughs> well, because I said it looked like a mall up in heaven. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but that you have to do something shifty to, like, change your assignment so that you can end up closer to your family or who you... You know, you don't you don't yet realize that your family, but you're starting to to get inklings that there's some sort of relationship there. And I think at the end of like Act Two, because I'm I'm liking the idea of acts again. Um, yep. At the end of Act Two, you save like your grandson from from falling down the sta- falling down the stairs. Okay, or something like that. Yeah, like you. Um, it's. And that's when, you know, you get a flood of memories back and you, you all of a sudden realise that you're you're now a lot happier in the fact that, yeah. you know, you're saying to do this, you're no longer miserable, so you're not, you're not wanting to haunt as much anymore. And then the last act of the game is you're on the run from heaven's, like, law enforcement <laughs> because they've realised you've interfered in human, uh, in human lives. Well, not that you yep. weren't already, but like that you've saved someone and now you have to use all your haunting powers to stop them from <laughs> killing your entire family and sending you to hell. And you know what? Remember that scene from um, Doctor Strange where like the two ghosts are fighting? You get that yes. basically scene as part of the third act. Um, so there's cool. this. It keeps on cutting in between like um, what's happening in the real world where you yes. know, they're trying to. <laughs> They're trying to like save save your <laughs> like save your son and and you and um you and like the enforcers are, are fighting are fighting and <laughs> shit's just going flying but nobody else can actually see why your son's heart gets stopped and he comes in and and helps you out for a little bit and then he go <laughs> then they start his heart again and he's back in his body <laughs> nice nice I like it I like it a lot I'm just like hang on that that scene would work perfectly just going like. Fighting through a hospital. Yeah, definitely. That'd be that'd be really cool. Yeah, that's fun. I, I just I like the backstory. I like the the world building of yep. the sort of business like hauntings and and having to learn to like grab things because initially your hand just continues to go through them. And again, <laughs> again in VR, that could be really interesting. Uh, I don't know what the actual skills would be. Whether there are, there are actual physical skills you need, like you have to do it really slowly at first or something. And then eventually well, that builds up to you just being able to grab it quickly. Is, you know, you know how when you're when you're um, grabbing things normally in, we say the Oculus Touch. Yep. You've got you've got an analog but, um, trigger there. Yes. Yeah. You can cl- sort of close your hands and slowly. If you cl- close your hands all the way, well, you've just gone right through it. So you need to get to that. Oh God! So you to literally have to like hover, like just touch the trigger down like forty percent to pick things up. <laughs> Otherwise, you just your hand could just well. It, make, it makes depends a fist. how big the item is. If the, right. if the item's big, then it's only a, a slight touch. If and do the you item think small? That's- then you got to go further. Do you think that's something that continues throughout the whole game? So, like, picking things up is always going to be kind of touchy? Well, I th- I think the the further that you go in the game, the, the bigger, like, the, um, the bigger the um, dead zone for acceptable, it. Acceptable, yeah, the acceptable sort of thing. Okay. That could be, that could be some interesting mechanics there to play with. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's do, let's do one more. Three to one click. 
<clears throat> oh, this is appropriate. Ending. Back. Back? Yes. B-A-C-K. C-K. The back ending. Those are both appropriate to the last click pitch of the episode. Mm-hmm. We're on the back nine. You gotta go. You gotta come back with me, Marty. So it's the ending to Back to the Future. <laughs> it's Back to the Future four. Now in the series properly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> hey, everyone was happy. Yeah, that's that a fucking space train. I mean, time train thing. Yeah. That this little kid who like touched his junk and stuff. <laughs> Everyone was happy. Especially the kid. Pointed at um, it. He's like, look. <laughs> Check it out. No, three to one click. Disc. Unknown. Ooh, that sounds interesting. Does, doesn't it? Now I'm thinking five and a quarter inch floppy. Just and to I'm make it thinking alien. Alien, like the movie Alien? Or no, just alien, alien as in an alien as in unknown. Or- oh, I was I was thinking there was gonna be something unknown on the disc and you had to like protect it or find maybe maybe there is something unknown on the five and a quarter inch floppy disc and the challenge is finding a fucking five and a quarter inch floppy disc reader <laughs> that works and a computer that you can plug it into. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> that sounds like that PC building simulator that you showed me today on Twitter. Yeah, that's true. They stole our idea, bastards. Okay, no, no, I do unknown disc. Okay, so you're thinking alien and disc. So what's the alien doing with the disc? Okay, or you found so, an alien disc that you have to. So I, I like the idea that this is like. You're working for either NASA or or one of the one of the big space organizations. Big and space, yep. In a in a file, you mm-hmm. find a five and a quarter inch disc. Okay, and it's unknown as to what's on it, and it's a narrative game in which you're just you're just literally going th- going through. You manage to go home. You have you happen to have a um have a computer there that has a, um, like you're a collector of old 286s or Ooh, something convenience. like that. Well, it's, it's just to move the plot along. Yeah. You happen to, well, actually, no, I'm, I'm liking the idea that it's a 486 that's connected to like a proto-internet. Right. So, you got an old beep-boop modem. Yep. And it just so happens that, you know, you you access what's on the disk and you find like pictures of, of like an alien autopsy. Okay. And then now you're on the run because like the men in black have found, found out that you actually have, have the only, the only copy left. Any copy left. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that. I think initially you think it's an alien autopsy, but it turns out it's at just alien dick pics. Uh, <laughs> like they were sexting each other and we intercepted them back in the 50s. Oh, no. But this is still the last <laughs> remaining copy. And yes, you're still on the run from the government. Uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 I like that. It's a sort of a walking sim again sort of thing then. One of those kind of um, 
immersive first person view sort of again firewatchish gone homeish sort of things narrative um, style see i was i was seeing it as like a sierra or lucasart style adventure oh like a point and click kind of thing yeah okay having that um that side on sort of yeah 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 somewhat 3d view yeah yeah like th- painted painted uh backgrounds and stuff yeah okay or like a like a broken sword or something maybe that sort of nice animation clean am- yeah. animation style or something that could be cool yeah yeah we could do a point and click adventure of that do you get to meet the aliens i'm trying to think what year it would be in i kind of like mean, the idea that it is actually closer to like it's not modern you know, 2017 or- oh but it's, it's more you know 1998 or 1996 or something like that so the internet is just sort of coming big and well let's do uh, like you know five two- and a quarters or somewhat i think let's do like 2002 so there's still like it's not out of the question that someone would have an oldish pc lying around that's got a yep. floppy drive five and a quarter floppy drive in it but the internet you know like you're in the middle of the dot com bubble sort of thing yep um yahoo is is t- at the top of their game or whatever <laughs> Alta Vista. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you ask Jeeves, what does an alien's dick look like? Oh, there's there's got to be a scene in which you go to like, you know, www.geocities.com slash <laughs> slash tilde <laughs> alien dick pics. <laughs> and just you, you've basically got you know the worst of of early web. Um, so you got Flash and. Mm viruses and pictures that take forever to download and <laughs> now that i think of it like you could do point and click adventure but a large part of this game could take place in a simulated desktop environment like one of those yes. like orwell or um emily is away or like one of those sorts of games where yeah uh, you've, you've got that simulated desktop environment so a lot of it is chatting on icq <laughs> To your like <laughs> paranormal investigator friends or whatever, and and looking on Geocities websites and asking Jeeves, yeah, yeah, I like it. What was was the end game? Uh, asteroids? No, <laughs> you just that's over the end credits. You play asteroids. Uh, what's no, the? Just, so what just, happens? Just turns into space invaders. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's it. Like you get you because you found it out. You get inducted into the uh, Space Academy to start finding these aliens who are really pissed off that uh, you shared their sexting history with the world. No, I don't know. Seriously, uh, should, should there should there be like a um, like maybe a final thing where you get initiated into the Men in Black, and it turns out that all along it's been just a Men in Black um, tie-in game? <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. That that can be and like you the see, you see a brand that, new Agent J. <laughs> that's the after credit sequence. Uh, no, I kind of like the idea that again, like the last, like uh, the the sort of climax is you get contacted via ICQ or something by the aliens, and yep. you have a frantic thing going where you need to upload these pictures to them before the FBI gets in and and like hacks or hacks in and, and d- destroys them like they're bashing at the door and they're also trying to connect to your computer and hack in 
And so you're watching this upload bar go up and the aliens are going like, and the translator they gave you is saying, what the fuck is going on? And why is it going so slow? Don't you have like at least a 56 k modem? And you're like, no, you I look, haven't upgraded yet from a 14.4. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they say, why, why don't you, why don't you have a T1 line to your house? <laughs> It's only 2002. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, I think we'll end it there. We'll end it there. That was fun. It was. So, thank you for joining us. If you'd like to find us online, we are on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram sometimes. We are Bitstormcast on all of those. We have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Bitstorm. And we are on Podchaser, podchaser.com slash Bitstorm. We are on iTunes, where you can rate, review, and also subscribe. We'd like you to do that, because, you know, every little bit helps. We have a website, bitstormcast.com. I'd like to plug our friends at the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Just search for hashtag AGPN on Twitter, or the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook. We'd like to also thank Kuridos for the song Mount Defiance, off of the album Containment Failure. And finally... Hmm. We'd like you to visit our YouTube. I was which going I'm to mention sure it. YouTube.com slash Bitstorm. I don't think it is. Maybe. <laughs> I think you literally have to search Bitstorm because we don't have enough views yet to be able to get a custom URL. I don't know how that works, but it is not at YouTube.com slash Bitstorm. Yeah, definitely not. Okay, so... Search of Bitstorm, we're approximately the sixth one down. Just look for our image. Yes. No, we're a lot further down. I just looked. <laughs> we're not even on the first page. Uh, yes, we are. <laughs> there we are. We've got two subscribers and one of them's <laughs> me. <laughs> so, you go to YouTube.com slash channel slash capitals U capital C D K one T seven one zero H. Anyway, one day... But yes, uh, just go to our Twitter. We've got links there. We recently uploaded our playthrough of Space Quest 3. Be the first yep, one to view it. Space Quest 4 will be going up soon. Yes. And maybe <laughs> right now we'll play Space Quest 5. Ago. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see what's going to happen. Might do. I'm in the mood to. Sure thing. Uh, yeah. So, that's our stuff. Thanks again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, sorry, I haven't gone through my ghostly orientation yet. I'm not very good at this. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. Oh, that was good. You're a pro.